Alrighty, what's going on guys? My name is Mateo, welcome back to the channel. Uh, we're going to keep it a little bit tempered today. We're going to chill, we're going to look at some news, and we're going to have some additional commentary. Some of the things that we've been predicting, again, have been coming true. I'm getting tired of saying this, not trying to be prideful or boastful again, but uh, our skepticism of the government, our skepticism of public blockchains uh, just continues to be verified and continues to be uh, legitimized by things that we're continuing to see in the news. Um, and again, this is why we have the positions that we do. We have the positions that we do because we're ultimately skeptical of the government and we see uh, the rise of authoritarianism and the rise of financial suppression becoming ever more likely a reality. And so we're in our positions because we want to opt out of the system in many cases to just have our own private wealth that nobody really knows about that we could use as digital cash in an event that we're kicked out of the economy or we don't have the capacities that we would otherwise have to transact with our fellow men uh, without having third parties, which are becoming ever more coercive and ever more vampiric uh, to take advantage of us. And so this is to some degree why we have the positions that we have and as well, uh, Monero is awesome. Uh, it's fungible, and it's truly digital cash in the true sense of the word, philosophically speaking. So we have the positions that we do, and our positions get ever more stronger by the day on a fundamental basis. Now, whether or not the market realizes this, is, realizes this I don't care. I don't care what the price is. I don't get involved in trying to do like divinatory uh, price prediction prophesizing. I mean, this stuff is blasé to me. I don't find it interesting at all. Because nobody can predict what's happening in this current environment. And, you know, we talked about Evergrande a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it looks like, yes, the contagion is spreading. It looks like the entire Chinese property sector is in trouble. And if this really doesn't turn around, guys, um, I don't care what charts you're looking at. You can throw all that out the window. <laughs> like The level of chaos and uncertainty and, uh, you know, emotional reactiveness, which is going to be released, is going to be totally unpredictable. And so I don't look at the price. It doesn't matter to me. There are just way too many variables going on in this world right now for me to even contemplate predicting what's going on with the price one, that, one day from now, two days from now, uh, a year from now. We have the positions that we do. We want to get off the system, and we just want to have our assets protected, which is why I think physical gold and silver is also a good play. Um, nevertheless, uh, we're just going to go through some news today um, and... I think that you guys will get some value from this. There are some interesting takes I want to give you. And ultimately, uh, more bearish stuff for Bitcoin, more bull stuff for Monero, which we love. Monero first. So, uh, first off, I just want to welcome Jel uh, What's your name? Justin Ehrenhofer, German guy. I, I always just call Justin German guy. Welcome to Cake Wallet. Uh, we love Cake Wallet. Sponsor the channel, which is great. So, that's good. He is the VP of operations, and he's a very capable, competent, smart dude who we often reference here on the channel. So, uh, smart dude. Welcome, Justin. Good for you. So, now to get to the news of the day. A nuclear engineer uh, was paid $100,000 in Monero by an undercover agent from the FBI to give up secrets on nuclear subs. Uh, to somebody who he thought was a foreign agent but ended up being an undercover FBI agent. Um, to me, I, I wonder why it is the FBI sets up these honey traps for their own people. Um, you know, because we often see the FBI setting up people who would otherwise not do the things that they 
end up doing if it wasn't for the FBI baiting them into doing it in the first place. So the FBI, in my opinion, creates more problems than they solve uh, in many cases. And I maybe this is one of these cases because this guy thought he was selling secrets to a foreigner who ended up being an FBI agent. And maybe the FBI agent identified as a foreigner uh, was able to convince this guy to do that. Um, maybe they wanted to set an example. Maybe they wanted to go after Monero and use this as some kind of pretext. And we don't really know how much Monero the government has um, because they had the Monero to do this, apparently. And Odell says over here, he says that, uh, weird fact, they don't sell the Monero that they seize, right? They sell the Bitcoin. They don't sell the Monero that they seize because the U.S. government is selling Bitcoin here, uh, which is interesting. So... Uh, looks like they keep it, and whether they're doing this for honey pot operations, uh, honey trap operations, whether they're keeping the Monero because they want to do nefarious stuff themselves behind the scenes, I'm not sure. And we've talked about this on the channel. We anticipate the government is going to use Monero um, because they do a lot of undercover stuff behind the scenes with rebel groups across the world, um, you know, color revolutions, you know, black ops and things like this. So you would use Monero in those scenarios, I would anticipate. Um, just something that we've commented on. And so I just want to bring your attention to this. I didn't click on any particular article. We'll go into one. But I just want to show you how this is being uh, advertised, how this is being marketed. Um, the U.S. Navy engineer allegedly attempts to sell military secrets for Monero, U.S. nuclear engineer wife charged over sale of naval secrets for crypto. So Monero is being tagged into crypto. Um, nuclear engineer tried to sell info about U.S. nuclear secrets. And some are saying crypto, some are saying Monero. Um, and I just want to comment on that because more are saying Monero specifically than they usually do. And I think Apple was... I believe used, um, let me go to my Twitter for example real quick. I think Apple was cyber attacked and they had to give the hacker Monero, um, which was interesting. So let me go to my likes real quick. Somebody had made a comment that I wanted to comment on for you guys. Uh, but, 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 oh, by the way, I released a new uh, stream on my Odyssey. That maybe you'd be interested in. I can't put it on YouTube for obvious reasons that you'll get to if you watch that video. Um, so Zenu says here, Monero again subtly enters the news with a report of a nuclear engineer attempting to sell classified secrets in exchange for Monero. Some media outlets are referring to the payment as just quote-unquote cryptocurrency, but many are saying, Monero, are you paying attention? Um, and so... This is something that I want to comment on this guy's comment because some people, um, they say things like this and I think in a certain way he's right, but in a certain way it's misguided criticism of Monero. So let me just comment first. This guy says, Monero folks should really stop romanticizing crimes and illegal activities conducting conducted using Monero. Now, I don't think that Monero people do that. I don't, I don't think the community is about that. We're certainly not about that here, though some people say the fact that criminals can get away with what they do using Monero is a testament to how good that it works. Now, I don't think that's romanticizing the crimes necessarily, but that's just 
a claim as to how effective it is that people are willing to use uh, Monero on life-risking ventures, right? So he says it's cringy, and this is exactly why the governments believe everyone using or vouching for privacy is secretly a criminal. No, no, no. So this is where I disagree. This is where I disagree. The governments are going to come after Monero either way. And they're going to come after crypto either way. And we have talked on our channel about how Monero is one of the most legally compliant coins. Uh, we talked about that with Arctic Manga. Check out that interview. And it's true. I mean, there's no development tax. Uh, there's no central hub of developers that are working on this stuff. It's very decentralized open source. And so there's no regulatory attack vector that could go take out Monero. But nevertheless, I do anticipate that... Pressure is going to come down on the crypto sector in general. Uh, all cryptos which are not associated with the CBDC are going to be heavily regulated to the point where it's not even going to be worth using them. Uh, or uh, it, they're just going to be heavily taxed or they're going to be tracked and traced to where you'd rather use the CBDC. And as we're going to get to, they're talking about introducing privacy into the CBDC, which I know is laughable to everyone who just heard that. But uh, they may use that as a selling point for people to get out of crypto into the CBDC. It's legal uh, tender, uh, which means you don't have to pay capital gains every time that you transact Bitcoin. Uh, it's accepted by all the merchants, and it's already ready for um, universal adoption everywhere. Plus, you're going to be coerced into using it, by the way. But um, I think that they're going to come up with a bunch of stories like this. And you guys saw John Oliver last month, right? Where he's just like, oh, well, if you use Monero or you buy Monero, I mean, you might as well be telling the world uh, you're a criminal because buying Monero is like going to Home Depot to buy a plastic tub the shape of a human body or something like this, right? But um, it, to me, they're going to come up with an excuse to do away with this stuff. And we're starting to see more of that, by the way. Um, we could read this story. Basically, somebody tried to do what it is we said, like, they tried to sell secrets to a foreigner, ended up being an FBI agent, and they got him. So that's basically the story. It's nothing too uh, crazy. But just let's get to the next story. Disclosed TV says, Justin, Bitcoin is worthless and government regulation is coming for cryptocurrencies, says CEO of JPMorgan Chase. Jamie Dimon, good old boy Dimon. Uh, and so he says in a follow-up comment, Probably Google's YouTube will soon ban monetization of videos discussing Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Well, not only are they going to ban monetization of these videos, according to Pompliano, they're already starting to ban channels talking about crypto. And he talks about Bitcoin, which is vanilla stuff. Uh, but for whatever reason, uh, he says, YouTube has officially attempted to deplatform me from their platform. They're claiming that we encourage illegal activities and will not be allowed to create new YouTube channels in the future either. Um, and then he says, Bitcoin is inevitable, right? Cope. But yeah, he says, I received two emails from YouTube. The first stated that the content and interview on Bitcoin was harmful and dangerous. Um, I, I'd be curious what that interview was so that I could see it. Okay. So yeah. Uh, podcasts. Okay. Well, we'll check that out later. Maybe Bitcoin needs a new YouTube. Too. Well, here's what they don't get, in my opinion. Uh, here's what they don't get. And I had made comments on this. But um, first, I just want to say that, yes, Ray Dalio said that if the governments found Bitcoin to ever be a threat, they could kill it. We went over that in our previous video, um, or a video two days ago about 
Bitcoin Copers, BitCope, check it out. Um, and then now JP Diamond is saying that, uh, <laughs> I call him JP, Jamie Diamond, is saying that uh, Bitcoin is worthless. Now, maybe he's saying Bitcoin is worthless because he knows the regulatory attack vectors which are going to come against Bitcoin. And he knows how powerful the banksters are and how they're going to roll out their own crypto. And it's going to supersede Bitcoin, right? Um, think of that as you will. I know that these are unpopular opinions amongst many people. Um, and we could debate this stuff all that you guys would like. But this is my take on Pompliano's banning and the censorship which is to come for people involved in crypto that they don't like. So I said threat. This activity will only increase censorship. Uh, as the CBDC, the central bank digital currency, comes closer to its rollout, we would highly anticipate the same treatment for our channel, especially channels that discuss private cryptos. Again, guys, go follow us on Odyssey. That's probably going to be where we have to go at some point, especially because we're talking about privacy-oriented cryptos. It would seem rather obvious the value proposition for privacy-oriented blockchains like Monero and other coins in the Freedom Coin Covenant, uh, Darrow, Haven, uh, etc., right? Uh, I would also add physical gold and silver to this group. Oh, wait, no, I skipped some. Let's see, hold on, sorry. I want to note this, though. Uh, if you are censored on public regulated platforms, how confident are you that your wealth will remain safe on public regulated blockchains? Now, the response to this is, well, Bitcoin is censorship proof. It's censorless. That's one of the main attractors of it. Well, as we talked about on the channel, if there is enough centralization in Bitcoin, which is happening, by the way, um, and the hash rate is coming mostly from uh, like corporations or institutions that are invested in Bitcoin mining, well, the government's going to be able to regulate to those um, institutions and to those miners what transactions can be processed and what transactions can't. And I have a video coming up on this. Um, we're going to talk about OFAC expanding. And just a couple of years ago, it started with a couple of Bitcoin addresses, uh, you know, addresses associated with, you know, Chinese substance seller kingpins and uh, people involved with bad stuff in the Middle East, right? I mean, that's who they went after first. Again, it's a General Jones effect. You're going to go after the people who it's obvious, like, okay, well, that's fine if you censor those people and you don't have them able to transact because they're doing bad things. Uh, and then it moves to other people who aren't doing as bad things. But again, it could be justified. And then it's just arbitrary at that point as to who they want to kick out of the system. And there are certain game theoretical dynamics at play, which make that a reality, it, or at least it makes it a potential possibility. And people in Bitcoin, they don't want to accept this reality, but it's true. I mean, if you regulate enough of that hash rate and you impose certain restrictions on them, as was the case, I believe, with Marathon, which is a mining operation over in Canada. And Canada has seriously harsh KYC, AML uh, laws going on over there. I mean, we've talked about how people in Canada using BitBuy, uh, if they send their crypto from BitBuy to TradeOgre, they get their BitBuy account shut down and terminated. Um, and so I think that more is going to be regulated. Uh, and so that poses a serious risk for the permissionless nature of Bitcoin as it is. And if you could be censored on public regulated platforms like YouTube 
Well, who's to say that you can't be censored on Bitcoin, which is a main risk. And the fact that it's a risk to begin with, to me, is, is seriously problematic. I mean, I'd rather avoid that altogether. I'd rather not have to mess with that stuff. I'd rather my crypto and its success not be contingent at all on what the government wants to do to it. Uh, that, to me, does not bode well um, or say a lot about its robust nature, in my opinion. Let me know what you guys think. I know that's not a popular opinion, but that's my take. And so I said here, as OFAC crypto address blacklists continue to expand, as more crypto exchange accounts are shut down for non-KYC activity, as more reporting requirements are tacked onto already existing tax and regulatory overhead that makes it difficult to use Bitcoin as an actual currency. And somebody had commented on our Unrealized Capital Gains Tax video. Um, go check it out, it's key. But they had said, well, look, Matt, why don't I just take my Bitcoin from a KYC address to a non-KYC address? Won't that fix the problem? Because it's getting ever more difficult to buy crypto non-KYC now. Um, and even if you thought you found a way to do that, it's not entirely clear what the origin of that Bitcoin was. Maybe it's tainted. And because you're getting it non-KYC, you may send that uh, Bitcoin that you got non-KYC to an exchange to maybe cash out for a more liquid asset like the central bank digital currency or the dollars, and then you find out it's tainted. And then they shut down your exchange account. Or they just say you can't sell it or deposit it onto the exchange. I'm not sure what the deal would be. But um, non-KYC Bitcoin, there are risks to that. Um, and who knows? Maybe them not even knowing the origin of these Bitcoins will automatically deem them tainted. Like, like, consider that. That could become a thing. If they don't know the origin of a Bitcoin and its past history because it's just been non-KYC for the last few years, maybe that they determine that to be lost Bitcoin or they have some category for it, which makes it so that you can't introduce that back to the exchange. Who knows? Who knows? Or maybe they allow it to come back onto the exchange so that they could lock it in, figure out its origin from that point, and then take those non-KYC Bitcoins out of circulation, you see. But that is a problem because if you want to go from a KYC address to a non-KYC address, either two things are going to happen uh, in accordance with what the IRS or whatever government agency is going to be perceiving. They're either going to think that the ownership has not changed or they're going to think the ownership has changed in which case they're going to be expecting a report from you on your tax filings that say, hey, I sold this Bitcoin. And they're going to be anticipating you identifying the loss or the gain on that because it's a capital asset. It's not legal tender. It's not a medium exchange, according to the IRS and to government agencies, unless you live in like Brazil or El Salvador or something like this. Uh, But even then they can track it, right? But that's something to consider because here in the West and in every other country, uh, which classifies Bitcoin as a capital asset uh, instead of a medium exchange, you're going to have to keep track of everywhere you send your Bitcoin because the people who are watching the network are anticipating reports as to the ownership of this asset and who it's changing hands with. So that's something to consider. And that definitely messes with the fungibility of it, of course, which is why Monero is again better. So I say here... It would seem rather obvious the value proposition for privacy-oriented blockchains like Monero, and we talked about that earlier. In my view, the only decent reason to be in public blockchains is the anticipation of gains from institutional entry. My position, though, continues to be that if you trade your freedom for gains, you wind up with neither. It's best to value freedom first, Monero first, right? So, 
that is my take on that Pompeiano ban. Uh, I would anticipate that the crackdown is going to continue as they move towards rolling out their own central bank digital currency. And um, either two conclusions have to be reached if you are about Bitcoin, um, from my position, because I don't trust the government at all. I think they're totally corrupt, and they don't want you to have freedom. And it's not just them wanting to get more tax revenue from you or them being concerned about fraud or some of these other things, right? It's about controlling you. It's about stealing your life force at the end of the day. I mean, I'm very pessimistic as to who's running the government and their spiritual nature. Uh, but we've talked about that in other videos. So I won't go over that here. But uh, for me, the crackdown will continue. The crackdown will continue. And that's why I think Monero is so important. It's because it's robust. You can mine it with a computer. You can transact peer-to-peer and nobody knows about it. And this is so, so key. So key. And the value premium is going to be realized at some point and the flood into the space, assuming that you can still get into this space easily um, because uh, for the reasons we've talked about before, uh, these projects are going to go nuclear in value. They're going to go nuclear. And if they don't go nuclear in value on a market level, they're going to go nuclear in value on the fact that you just have the currency. Right, because there are some things which are illiquid, right? But they're very valuable. So the liquidity may dry up for these private cryptocurrencies because they may make it very hard for you to get them. And I was talking about this with my, our friend G today, who's getting into the. Well, I'm not going to say anything more about that, but uh, yeah, um, I think that. Shoot, what was I saying? I just went off the. Yeah, it could become rather difficult to get to these private currencies. And so while the market may not reflect that as far as price, um, holding these things and having this is going to be very, very valuable, I, I think. So value your freedom. Don't value the gains. Don't pay attention too much to the price. It would be my word of advice to you because it's not going to adequately reflect uh, the liberty that you get by holding these assets. Um, that's my take. And this is a misconception that people in Bitcoin have. I mean, they think that the more the price goes up, the more human liberty there somehow is in the world. And I don't see the translation of this, actually. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So this guy, he has a good take. Bitcoin is not the X. Sounds like he listens to our channel. I don't know. Sounds like you listen to our channel, Mr. Moy Bien Frutas. Bitcoin has become legacy finance repackaged as a new sexy thing for the knave. Naive, yes. Uh, Bitcoin is now a false exit. It promotes complete and total financial oversight. And how this has become acceptable is unacceptable. Based. Love it. Abandon Bitcoin. Adopt Monero. If Monero ever becomes like Bitcoin, abandon Monero. Yes. Uh, whatever provides privacy empirically should be used and promoted to all. Privacy is vital. Don't be swayed otherwise. Privacy is beautiful. Okay. Good take. Good take. This guy, I agree a thousand percent. The rise of authoritarianism should be sounding louder and louder alarms in any who value freedom, including those who currently take it for granted. Correct. Correct, correct, correct. Monero is a tool, not a manifesto or ideological platform. Uh, correct. Those who need to need or want anonymity will use Monero, and those who don't care will not. 
Um, well, you're going to need it in the future, okay? And those who don't realize that, that is a shame. And yes, we we aren't going to save everyone, guys. We aren't going to get everyone into this position. And we should be okay with that. Um, I, I am glad that enough people have, because of the work that we've done on our channel, taken this into consideration. I'm happy that we're getting the word out to give people more options and to give people a better understanding so that they can make better choices. I, I think that that's what this is all about uh, because I think we've made a pretty good case here on the channel as to uh, how you could optimize your freedom in an ever more unfree world. And I personally think, personally think, the Bitcoin proselytizers can have their cult. I don't need any of it. Yeah, we definitely talked about that into the in the Michael Saylor video. Check it out. Privacy is beautiful for the same reason HTTP is beautiful because it's useful and nothing more. Yes, it's useful. It's useful. And yes, we shouldn't have it be an ideological movement. We shouldn't have it be uh, a manifesto. Um, I wouldn't say anything like that. Uh, crisis King, guys. Um, I, I wouldn't put too much faith in cryptocurrency. I mean, I, I think, again, it's a great tool to get you more freedom in an ever more unfree world. And that is the whole goal of uh, my value proposition to give to you. Um, and to tell you about how great the tech is and how great uh, the potential is for this to make the world a better place. Um, but none of it is ideological, I would say. Let's see here. And this is something I wanted to get through. We're not going to get through too much of this per se. Um, but this is interesting. They just had this comment in here, and it caught my attention. This is from McKinsey Co. It's a big globalista group, one of the biggest consulting firms in the world. And they're largely responsible for shipping a lot of uh, Western manufacturing over to China because it's cheaper. And, you know, they're not exactly loyal to any particular nation or group, if you get my drift with that. Kind of like Michael Saylor, right? In a potential fourth model popular within the cryptocurrency community, but not yet fully trialed by central banks, fiat currency would be issued as anonymous fungible tokens, true digital cash, to protect the privacy of the user. So it's interesting how they understand that anonymous fungible tokens are true digital cash. Anything else is not true digital cash. <laughs> like even McKinsey and Co. recognize this, and the central bankers probably recognize this. Um, now, I'm not going to have any faith that the central banks are going to give you private money. Um, and if they do, it's not going to be like Monero, where there's a limit and uh, you know reasonable levels of inflation that incentivize miners to continue to mine it and to keep the network going. Like, no, it's going to be you know just hyperinflationary currency debasement. Uh, KYC wallet, blah, 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 a disaster. It's not going to be anything like Monero. But they could entice people to say, hey, you know, why not just use the central bank digital currency? We've got fungible digital cash. Why do I need Monero? Um, so just one comment I wanted to throw out there. And then this is a great quote by another Monero bro on Reddit. You guys are killing it over on Reddit. Great job. I really dig it. Thank you. Monero, the only asset that does not control you. Real estate can and is taken by government if they find something they don't like about you. Yeah, that's correct. And the property taxes are getting ridiculous. It's getting ever more difficult to own land. 
So that's something also to consider. Gold can be easily taken by the government forces as well. Well, unless you live in America and you have a Second Amendment. Just want to throw that out there. No matter no matter how well you hide it, it will be found and you are not able to privately move it around between countries. That is a valid point. You're not able to privately move it around if you need to be on the go. That is something to consider. It's definitely a, a drawdown of gold. Bitcoin and alike can be marked and even blocked in very near future. You won't be able to even move it if you don't comply with ever-growing government tyranny. I'm interested in this link that he provided. Marathon Mines First OFAC Compliant Bitcoin Block. Okay, so yeah, this is what we were talking about before. This guy's tuned in. He understands too. I mean, I don't know if our information is getting out into the community or people are just as a whole waking up to this, but this is great to see. I'm so glad that more people are talking about this. This is really encouraging. Um, Ethereum and alike are just pre-mined centralized entities. Yeah, they're going to be like, I think Arctic Mine literally said Ethereum is going to be like a new central bank. Um, no, he didn't say that. He said it's going to be turned into a security and it's going to be like a bank or something like that. Go check out the interview. I don't want to misquote that genius man. Um, and of course, banks that can seize your assets anytime they want. Yeah, banks. I mean, everybody knows how disastrous those are. All of this mentioned assets are controlling the one that holds it due to the need of obeying every existing and new rules to come from the small hand of powerful government masters. And even when obeying, you can still lose your assets due to national crisis or other factors in which you have no control. Exactly. Very true, ladies and gentlemen. But I will say to this this guy right here, this is my uh, last point of the video, but I will say that the, the two most likely outcomes of what it is we're going into, ladies and gentlemen, is either... Um, an authoritarian takeover, a technocracy, a scientific dictatorship, by which case they can see everything that's going on, not just in the financial world, but in the real world. Um, like go to China, for example, they've got like facial recognition cameras on every single street corner. I mean, that could be the future. Uh, and it increasingly looks like that's the case. That's the trend anyway. So either we go into total technocratic authoritarianism, 1984 stuff, or we have civilizational collapse. And the electricity infrastructure becomes unreliable. Therefore, internet becomes unreliable. Uh, crypto becomes unreliable. And you're already starting to see rolling blackouts uh, in China, India, uh, because of coal shortages. Um, you're starting to see natural gas prices go exponential in places like Europe, which threatens the energy infrastructure over there. And as the climate change push uh, continues uh, and the push to shift from fossil fuels to more capricious and precarious, in my opinion, renewables, which can not as adequately take on the uh, abilities that fossil fuels provide for us and the secure, reliable, and accessible energy that fossil fuels provide for us. This is reality. This is reality. And of course, you know, what happens when the bond bubble bursts, what happens when, you know, uh, all of these financial bubbles, which have been blown over the last, not just 10 years, but 40 years, uh, go poof. It's not clear to me, especially with, you know, mass third world migration and just everything that's going on. We haven't even scratched the surface. What happens when just all hell breaks loose? <laughs> you, you know, because that is a high likelihood and that becomes a higher likelihood every day. Um, and so it's either going to be authoritarianism or it's going to be like civilizational collapse. Uh, and... In either of those scenarios, I do not understand the value proposition of public blockchains at all. 
um, you know, in scenario one, you're going to want to have private money that they can't track or trace or know about. Or two, you're going to just want to be out of crypto altogether, and you're going to want to have gold and silver and guns and ammo, <laughs> you know, and just, you know, the basics you need to survive. And, uh, you know, you're going to want to have land to plant food and a water source. Like, these things will be helpful, right? Uh, but those are just two things on my mind. If you think that reality is going to play out differently, I, I hope it does. I hope it does. But, you know, I, I would just look at where the trends are going and adapt properly. I mean, this is just my perspective. Um, I don't see a libertarian utopia coming, guys. I don't. I mean, there's no evidence at all to uh, believe that that's going to be the case. And therefore, I don't see how public blockchains are going to be as uh, liberating and as uh, useful as you anticipate them to be, or they were anticipated to be years ago. So those are just my takes, my honest takes. You could disagree if you would like. I'd like to hear your rebuttals in the comment section. Um, and so someone makes a good comment that I want to end on. The things you own end up owning you. It's only after you lose everything that you're free to do anything. Fight Club. So I think that's key. Don't let your possessions own you. Don't let your possessions possess you. Uh, make sure to keep your spirits intact during this time uh, it's not a matter of how much is in your bank account it's not a matter of how big your digits are on the screen it's the quality of your character the content of your spirit and your relationship with christ or uh whatever deity that you uh are are loyal to um i think that having a good conscience is like there's no price that you could put on that in this world so be good, be virtuous. Nothing's more important than that. Uh, but uh, yeah, Monero first. So that's all I have to say. Just want to end strong there with a good message to carry you through. Oh man, I need a haircut. I keep saying I'm going to get a haircut, but it just doesn't happen. Oh man, I like my long hair. You know, you go through those awkward phases, right? Where it's just, uh, you know, not weighted enough to carry on down, but like it's still like poofy. Like my hair is really poofy, right? And thankfully I have the hat, the hat on to, you know, control the chiatization of what's going on. Anyways, I need to get off here. I've been eating today. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Mario Mateo, check out the links below. Uh, donation addresses, uh, social media links, all that's in the description. Check it out. Have a great day. God bless.